Hi, everyone. Welcome to the second episode of the Brave New Milso podcast. Today, we're going to be learning about basic training. And one thing that I have learned since becoming a military significant other is that there's generally two sides to the military world. There's the enlisted side and the officer side. And all enlisted members only have one place that they start their military careers, which is basic training. Officers, on the other hand, have several different avenues that they can start with. My husband started in the ROTC program in college, which stands for Reserve Officers Training Corps. But you can also decide to attend a military academy like West Point or the United States Naval Academy. There's also programs where you can transition as an enlisted member into an officer role. So Again, there's many different ways that officers can start, but only one as an enlisted member, the infamous basic training. I'm so excited to welcome my first guest star, Layla Gillette. She's a mental health nurse, an Air Force Milso of over 10 years, and the sweet face behind the More Than a Milso blog and Instagram account. Um, She and I are going to be chatting today about basic training and her experience from the Milso perspective to give us an inside look on what that first military experience looks like, both for her and for her service member. Um, We're going to be learning about this topic together because, like I said, my service member did not do basic training. So, as always, I've got your six, Milso. Welcome, Layla. I'm so excited to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Why don't we go ahead and start with you giving us a little backstory of your experience so far as a Milso? Awesome. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, so yeah, my husband joined the Air Force in 2012. I think it was like in January. So I've been a military spouse for a little over 10 years now. Um, and it's been a wild journey. We have three daughters also. Um, we had our first really young, that was kind of what like initiated him joining the military. Um, and yeah, we've been stationed. This is our fourth duty station now, um, multiple deployments, <laughs> TDYs, all that stuff. Um, yeah. And just through it all, um, I have always been like a big, big advocate for like military spouses, like a, like mental health, um, throughout like this journey, cause it can be very chaotic for us. And then also just, um, for us, like maintaining independence, um, and like our own identity, cause it can be easy to get lost in kind of the military world. Absolutely. And everything, so. Well, um, I'm really excited to have you here today because my husband is on the officer side of the military world. Right. And I think it's important to talk about the enlisted side as well. And you and your husband are on that side and you've gone through basic training, which is what our focus is going to be today is from the Milso perspective, what basic training is like. So um, why don't you go ahead and just kind of give us a quick overview of what you remember from basic (laughs) training, because I know it was a while ago. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was like gathering my thoughts. Um, But yeah, I was thinking back to just the whole process of him like joining, um, you know, like starting out with like the recruiter and then doing the test and medical boards. Um, and then he get, they get, he got a date for basic training and reporting to that. And, um, it was very much just a whirlwind. And I, you know, I was not in like the military life at all. I didn't know any other military spouses. So it was 
very overwhelming. Um, and I will say for most people, I think basic training is really like the introduction into the military life. You know, my, my husband had left for work trips occasionally prior to him joining, but they were no more than usually a week or so at a time. Um, but this was the first introduction to like being gone for months at a time. So I just went in not knowing what to expect. And, you know, that probably was like good and bad because I didn't, you know, have too many like big fears or anything, but I also, um, you know, would have been nice to have some like knowledge or background on what it was going to look like. Sure. Um, for me, I would say like one thing I would recommend, and I know it's not possible for everyone, but if you're able to be around family, um, during that time, that was really helpful. I ended up living, um, I had, we had our daughter and I ended up just staying with my parents while he went to basic. Um, and that was, and we had his family in the town. So that was super nice. Just to have so much like love and support throughout like a very challenging unknown time. Yeah. Um, and then just staying busy. Like I am like the biggest proponent for this in any aspect of like deployments or anything, but like keeping your mind and staying busy is so important as the military spouse. Cause again, like I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know how I was going to feel or like what it was going to be like. And so, um, you know, I was taking care of my daughter and I was taking some like college classes at the time and visiting family. And that helped so much with just like the unknown of it all and getting through that time period, what felt like a little bit quicker. Um, yeah. And like ours, I was telling you, I think earlier, like ours was a little different being so long ago. I know it might be different now with how it is with them being able to like have access to phones or stuff, but we were pretty limited. I, um, started out writing him the letters maybe like once a week or so, but then I remember like, and this was part of the unknown was how he was going to react. Um, he was always like a really like I would say like mentally tough person didn't show a lot of emotions and I was very taken aback with how hard it was for him, you know, how mentally and emotionally like tough it was. So I know one thing he was like, send me as many letters as you can. So I ended up like writing letters every single day. And then he got occasional phone calls. I want to say like once every week or two, maybe. Um, And so like as the spouse, I think too, like a big thing is just don't go in with expectations on how your active duty spouse is going to react at basic training. You know, my husband was always like really a big jokester, like, you know, pretty hyper person. And I was always surprised that we're going to talk to him on the phone or when I got his letters, like just the tone, like how hard he was struggling. And, you know, he just wasn't himself. And I think it's important for the spouse to just be a voice of like support and love and don't put it on yourself if they're not acting the way you they normally would or anything like that. Yeah. Um, so just try not to have, you know, maybe any expectations and just kind of be there as support. But uh, yeah, it was definitely a challenging time. But again, like having family and staying busy helped a lot. Um, I also too, just like for their side of things, I know one thing to like encourage if they have like family and friends that are able to do so, encourage them to reach out. Like my, I know my husband always mentioned like, it would have been nice to get a letter from so-and-so or hear from this person. So like I'd say, you know, be kind of an advocate for your partner to like, you know, having his like family and friends reach out as much as possible. Cause I think that communication during that time is just like the biggest like sub- way you can support them for sure. Yeah, so that's a great tip. Yeah. I mean, I know you've already mentioned, um, a couple of tips so I want to just overview those yeah so one of them was yes. if possible being around family family for you as the right. milso right and then two right. to support your service member to try to send them as many letters as possible from both you and 
advocating for their family and friends to try to write to them too so that they feel just support from all around and not just one avenue yes yeah that's right yeah um how long how long was training because you said you were writing to him every day how many days are we talking (laughs) (laughs) I know yeah it can be a lot um I, his was about two months. I don't remember like the specific days, but it was, yeah, like right about two ish months. Okay. Um, so yeah. And like I said, starting out, I just, I didn't know what to expect. And so I was sending him letters, like the, maybe just the first, uh, week, you know, one letter a week or so. And then he just kept mentioning getting letters and pictures of, you know, our daughter and everything, how much that meant. So then I was like, oh shoot, I'm going to write a letter every day and try to get, you know, his family and stuff to do so too, as much as they can. So um, yeah. And then, you know, like I said, just on my side, not having those expectations on how he would react to respond to every letter was like happy and lovey. It was a lot of times just, you know, really, he was just saying how hard it was and that's okay. You know, un- you know, understand they're going through a hard time and, you know, just keeping yourself, I, I-, I don't want to say like, live your life and have a blast while they're gone. But like, it is important for as the spouse not to like put life on pause when they're away, especially at basic training, because it is your first introduction into all of this Mm -hmm. and continue to live your life and, you know, plan activities and, you know, see family and friends and make sure that can help your like mental state while they're away so much. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that that was really helpful. I know that helped me during my husband's deployment. He was gone for a year Mm -hmm. um, and then was extended because COVID had hit while he was gone. Oh my gosh. And so he was not able to come home on time. um, I totally get the keeping yourself busy thing. That's something I think that can be applied to many different experiences that you have later in your military journey. Absolutely. It's very helpful to not be solely focused on your service member and what they're going through all the time. Right. And especially like this being often, like I said, like the first time you're away from your spouse for more than maybe like a week or so, you know, it is like, I didn't know like these things of what would help and what would hurt and all that stuff. So, you know, just highly recommend like keeping yourself busy and motivated as much as possible. Yeah. And you mentioned that your training for basic or your service members training was a couple of months long. I know that mm-hmm. um, it's not the same for every branch. So if right. you're listening to this and your service member is a part of a different branch, you can look up. It's uh, available publicly online how long their basic training is going to be. Yeah. But yeah, the average is around a couple of months. So that's another thing to keep in mind. Yeah. And also just doing, like, I didn't even think to do any research or look up, you know, like (laughs) military spouse support or information. And I think that would have been super helpful had I just got, I I, I literally knew nothing about the military and going to like his basic training graduation, all the like things they did and the different uh, terms and everything. I was completely lost. So I definitely think it's a great time like to kind of, you know, brush up on some military knowledge and learn those things while they're away. Yeah. And it it was also hard for me at least and i met my husband in 2014 when did when did you do this basic training stuff um yeah so it was the very beginning of 2012 um i okay. think he left in january so yeah yeah and so for me at cuz we were around the same time i felt like it mm-hmm. was hard as a girlfriend to 
know where to go to get that kind of information of like, right. what, what am I looking at here? <laughs> or what am I about to go yeah. through? Um, so I don't think yeah. that was all you. <laughs> I think it's <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> Just yeah. So you know, no. <laughs> I think that I yeah. went through a similar thing totally. where it was hard to find, just what what am I walking into here? Because I I didn't have any right. family or friends to call on to ask about that kind of stuff um, no. that had military yeah. experience. So if you don't have anybody in your circle that can give you that information, it's really hard to know. Absolutely. And they have like the recruiter and all these people giving them all this information and what things look like. And we don't have that. So yeah, it's definitely like can be challenging. Yeah. So I'm so, again, so happy that you're here to just kind of enlighten us all. What does a typical day (laughs) usually look like for basic training? I know you weren't actually there, but from what your husband has told you, do you remember what that looked like for him on a typical day? Yeah. Oh gosh, that is pretty tricky for me to remember. I feel like it's such a blur, but um, I know they do a lot of marching. (laughs) So I think that like, and I mean, a big part of it is just structure. So like, they get up and I think, you know, that you have to make your bed perfectly. You have to put your clothes on a certain way and do things and very structured. And if you are not within that like structure, how you want to do things, then that's where like the, um, you get yelled at and, you know, that can be again, very emotionally tough. Um, but yeah, I think like kind of just getting ready. And then I, again, a lot of marching is what I remember him like mentioning, like they spend a lot of days marching and like chanting the different things. Um, and then going to like different like classes type thing, like learning about like the military history and that kind of stuff. Um, and I know like, gosh, yeah, I'm having a hard time remembering just like a normal day, but I know even <laughs> they did have like, I, I don't want to say days off at all, but um, like Sundays he was able to like, they did have the choice like to go to church and they had, um, you know, different um religion religious churches there so he was able to like go to church and like that was a little bit of a respite for him um on certain days but yeah I I don't want to speak too much to like exactly what their day looked like and it's probably changed a lot too but I just remember a lot of like structured things like how you make your bed how you get dressed how you clean up a lot of like yeah cleaning I think they were assigned to the different um groups that took care of different like maybe areas in the dorms and whatnot and so that was like part of their day, making sure each area was like cleaned and uniformed and everything. Um, and then a lot of marching and meals and all of that. But I think that's just where like the mental and like emotional toll comes in was everything has, you know, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go grab some food and sit and eat and talk to my friends. No, it's like extremely structured, extremely done to a T, like a certain way. And if you're outside of that, then, you, you know get yelled at so <laughs> and then very hard yeah and I'm sure that they do that though because all of these people who are coming to basic training are coming from all over the country all different backgrounds and so right. they're trying to bring everybody up to the same level of of expectation yeah. basically yeah and... absolutely yeah and I remember my husband like mentioning that like how it was so interesting to see people from like different backgrounds or how they were raised or how their parents like treated you know like and how they responded all so differently and like you said I think they have to get them all to match a certain level because they're coming just from such different extremes and whatnot yeah so yeah it was really interesting to hear about yeah I'm sure and and I know one of my other questions was about um supporting the service member and you've already mentioned the letters um Uh, I remember when we first talked, you mentioned that 
um, someone died in the family while he was yeah. in basic training. So can you tell us a little more about that? Yeah, yeah, that was really tough um, already. Like, again, so like mentally, emotionally tough on them. And then um, I had one of his family members had reached out and let me know that uh, my husband's grandfather had passed while he was in basic Um and again, their phone calls, like at the time, like when they could call people was very sporadic. Like I would just get a phone call on a random day or time. And um, so he ended up, I, you know, I couldn't just call him, right. And tell him. So he ended up calling me and I hadn't realized, I guess that he hadn't found out. I didn't know if his, anyone, his family had tried to tell him, but I was like the first one to tell him what had happened. Um, and he just, you know, he took it really, really hard. I think, again, he wasn't already, he was already not in a great headspace and then like learning that information. Um, and I think, you know, not being able, I, I know there's like Red Cross and all that, that you can possibly get, you know, have ways to come home if you need to when something like that happens. But I, I don't know if he even asked at the time or what, but he was just, I, I remember he like cut off the conversation really quickly. And I think he just needed time to kind of process that amongst everything else he was processing. Um, so I just then like continued to like write letters. And at that time I did then ask his like, um, sister who had told me, um, to, you know, write him a letter. Cause she was really close to the grandfather as well. And just like, you know, maybe if she had any pictures of him, um, so just try to keep him somewhat like, you know, involved and in helping him process through that, um, when it's already so challenging. So yeah, that was a really, really tough spot during basic, um, especially like on my end, not knowing exactly how to support, but just trying to you know, listen and be there. Right. And that's not really something that you can prepare for either. Um, But I think hindsight being 2020, do you feel like it would have been better to not tell him or during basic and wait for him (sighs) to get out? Or was it better to tell him and then have him at least be in the know? I I personally don't know how that... (laughs) What's better? I, I think to... <laughs> maybe maybe yeah. talking with your service member before they even leave for basic and being like, okay, hypothetically, that's a good point. If this were to happen, because I think everybody's different. You know, some people would be like, yeah, don't mm-hmm. tell me. <laughs> I don't want to know because it's already right. going to be so hard. <laughs> um, right. And then I'll I'll process after. Or some people might like you know want to come home and help the family or whatever. I like, want to know. Yeah. And yeah. and so maybe that's something that through your experience, new milsos can be like, yes. okay, we're going to address this before you go. Yes. I think that is such a good like piece of advice. Yeah. I didn't, it's nothing that even like I thought about remotely and I don't think many people would, you know, what are the odds of something horrible happening during those two right. months, but it's just a great to even, I mean, even for military life, like on deployment, if something happens, you know, like, how do you want me to tell you or like, you know, whatnot. So I think, yeah, that's great just to be like, if something does happen to a loved one, like, do you want me to tell you during basic? Do you want to wait? I, I think that's such a good piece of advice. Cause I honestly don't know what my husband would say. And I think it was again, just so hard for him to hear during that time, it may have been better to wait till he got home and let him kind of process outside of that, like already emotionally tough space. So yeah, I think that's a great conversation to have prior. Again, this is your start into the military world. And those are important conversations yeah. to have. Yeah. So I think I think that's great. Yeah. And they are, they're, they're scary. I'm not gonna lie. They're hard to, to yeah. even bring up. Because 
Right. Uh, I'm one of those people pleaser, always positive persons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I don't like bringing up negative conversations because it makes me no. uncomfortable. But I know that right. it's important because you want you would rather be ready. You'd rather be prepared than be caught off guard in the event of something bad happening and then not knowing yes. how to communicate with your service member in the midst of that. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I, I just did not do the best job of like, yeah, giving that information. And like you said, I was totally caught off guard. So I think having a bit of a heads up, you know, before would have been super helpful on both of us probably. And so, yeah. Um, and then great tip. I love it. <laughs> and then for you, um, on your side of things, just getting back into happier topics, you were talking about mm-hmm. ways to cope and keeping yourself busy and, and hopefully being near family mm-hmm. and friends. Um, did you have yeah. anything else that you wanted to add into coping strategies for Milso's? Or do you think that's like pretty much the basics of like, this will help you? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I was going to mention too, just like, I know, again, it's not always possible. Like some people moved away from family and then they, their husband signs up and, or spouse signs up and, you know, you don't have that uh, ability to live near family during that time. So like, if you don't, um, I would just say like along the lines of keeping yourself busy, like find avenues to, you know, meet people and socialize, like whether that's like taking a class at the gym or, you know, go and volunteer at a school or something like just ways to, you know, meet people during that time. So you have some support yourself. Um, but other coping, you know, actually like this one kind of came up just from chatting with you a little bit about this and trying to reflect is I really wish I would have, I'm not a big like journaler or anything like that, but I really wish I would have, you know, I wrote letters every day and I know my husband actually kept, we both kept some of the letters during that time, but, um, I wish I would have journaled just myself during that time and like wrote down my, like how I was processing and my thoughts during that time. Cause again, I'm having like a hard time reflecting and remembering so long. And it just would be really interesting. This is again, your very first introduction to being like a Milso. And it's like, you know, it'd be really interesting to look back and see what my thought processes were and how I felt. And I think that could even help me, you know, give better advice now to, you know, new Milsos and everything. So if you're, you know, you like to journal or write, you know, your thoughts down, I think this is a great time to do it, you know, while they're at basic training. Yeah. And I know that you're a mental health professional too, right? In the, in your civilian world, <laughs> outside of <Yes>. army stuff. <laughs> outside of it. Stuff. Yep. <laughs> um, and yes. so from that perspective, because you also have that unique background, um, is there anything that, that Milso should be um, keeping in mind just to keep them in a mentally stable <laughs> space while all of these things are yeah. starting to come through for them. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think, um, like speaking a little for myself, like I've always struggled more so on like the anxiety side of things, um, versus like depression or, um, and whatnot, but like for myself, like in the anxiety, a lot of it comes with the unknown and the unexpected. And Hey, that was like all around during that time, because I, again, had no military knowledge or background at all. So I think just doing your best to, like now I would say, I wish I would have been more informed and started to reach out for like Milso support and information, but also like releasing a little bit of those like expectations or, you know, and kind of leaning into the unknown because I've become a little bit of a pro of it, you know, so many deployments under our belt and whatnot with dealing with the unknown and being flexible, but 
just leaning a little bit into the like, you know, I'm not going to know exactly how my spouse is going to be during basic training or, you know, I don't know how exactly I'm going to feel and that's okay. Just take it day by day and, you know, acknowledge if you're having a harder day or better day. Um, and just, you know, have some, have some knowledge, find some information, but also just understand that it just takes a lot of time and going through it to, you know, really know how you're going to be in those situations. Yeah. Giving yourself grace <laughs> while you yes, learn Yes, uh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Like it's not, it's not going to be all pretty. Like every time they leave or, you know, there's always going to be bumps even now, like 10 years later and everything. And, you know, that's okay. It's all like learning experience and everything. Yeah. I was, um, Oh, it was, I think it was like a couple of months ago, I was listening to Brene Brown. She was talking about how when you're going through things for the first time, we tend to be really hard on ourselves and um, Mm -hmm. are trying so hard to be the best that we can be that we forget that it's our effing first time doing that, (laughs) whatever we're doing. And so we really need to just, like you said, lean into our experience and give ourselves grace because this is your first time doing any of these things and it's a really hard thing I I mean talking about talking about anything bad that could happen while they're gone having them going through this Mm -hmm. emotionally draining and physically draining experience is hard Um, so all sides this is your first time give yourself a break and know that you have tons of resources and people around like us to help um because we're here to make sure that your experience is the best that it can be and we want you to know that you're not alone so um that said where can listeners connect with you once this episode is over yeah so i post a lot of not only like information, but just funny, like relatable. I hope what are relatable um, reels and whatnot on Instagram um, for middle spouses. Also just some like mom stuff and whatnot. Um, But I try to just sprinkle in a lot of like advice, information, mental health awareness um, for male spouses along with just a lot of humor. So um, that you can find me um, more than a male spouse. Um, That's like my username on Instagram. And then I also have a blog Um, I'm not as active there on Instagram, but I try um, to post every now and then just about topics I'm thinking about that, you know, I think, again, would have been helpful for me to know as a new MILSO um, or just, you know, advice about living this crazy lifestyle that we do. Um, And that's just uh, same as my username is www.morethanmillspouse. It actually doesn't have the A in there, but www.morethanmillspouse.com is the blog. And I have a lot of stuff on there. I mean, tips for, you know, PCSing and deployments and all that stuff so if you're finding yourself wanting more info that's a great place to go gosh thank you so much for being on this episode and giving us an insider look into basic training I know that'll be really helpful for all the newbies who are trying to know a little more about what they're about to walk into so I really appreciate you yeah no thank you for like sharing all of this information I again I, I was totally lost and had no idea what to expect. And I think it's so helpful Milsa's now, you know, that there is so much more information out there in this, you know, podcast is going to be such a useful tool for them. So I think it's wonderful what you're doing. And uh, like you said earlier, biggest piece of advice, give yourself grace. Yes. Out this time. Amen. <laughs> Thanks again. Yes. Thank you, Lindsay. 
Thanks for listening to the Brave New Milso podcast. I am genuinely grateful for you and am hoping you could do me a quick favor. Would you be willing to follow or subscribe to this podcast? Or if you're feeling like spreading a little extra magic today, maybe leave me a rating or a review. All of these things help podcasters out so much. I cannot wait to learn more with you in the next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Brave New Milso podcast. Thank <laughs> you.